Hello everyone and welcome back to the Devagi podcast. My name is Sai Goha and I'm Lakshya. So we've been on hiatus for over a couple of months and a lot has happened since then. So let's run through it quickly. First of all, offline exams happened in centers across the country and online exams to happen at our homes. Very distinct forms of exams. After that, Insti got a huge number of covid cases and that became front page news. Yep. and um the new sem has already started so a lot to process and a lot happened yeah for a short period of a couple of months anyway the most noteworthy thing to happen recently is of course the fact that sarang is happening well sarang happened last week yep um there was so much of publicity statuses and emails which were mostly ignored by me completely yeah it was quite a lot I, i'm not sure I, i don't remember exactly how it was last year so i just i don't have a metric to compare it to because i don't think i was checking my whatsapp statuses that much last year mm. during the same time but it was quite a lot yeah. and it was a very different model i mean uh, pro shows were free this year but there was some fee to get into certain events so i'm sure there was a lot of different things going on this year yeah and they were held on like multiple platforms like mostly air meet i guess and yeah And yeah, and I attended one of the events, and they had a lot of plugs after each performance. They'd say, "Hey, hey, hey! This event is happening at this particular time tomorrow, or this particular time later today, or hey, you can check out our merchandise at our website." And so it, it had some TV feels, which which is, I guess, cool in its own way. And also, at some point, it becomes repetitive, but I guess that's what they have to do. Also, the elections are happening. and it is not known who is going to be paying attention to these elections this time yeah i have no idea i have no idea who's contesting who's interested i guess we'll find out all that soon enough but usually there's a lot of drama i think you guys the year before you guys got here uh, the election results were a fake election results were circulated from the dosts email it was a huge scandal and uh-huh. yeah okay so that was interesting um for us during my only one year at insti i think the atul versus brisha elections i think that was the biggest um drama drama what i mean what kind of drama is almost always there but yeah. i think it's just been reducing of late i mean there was only one contestant for sgs last year if i'm not wrong mm. so we'll have to see how this year's drama turns out if there is any drama so how they do their publicity is going to be like completely different this time Yep. Anyway, back to the show. After our hiatus, we've decided that we're going to be doing a new series called Offbeat. In this series, we're going to interview some cool people from Insti who've chosen unconventional and offbeat paths. So, first of all, if you know someone who's done cool things, or if you yourself are a person who's done cool things, definitely get in touch with us. We'd love to have you on. Anyway, for the first episode, we're going to be speaking with Zarin Shahab. Zarin's an Insti alum from the HS department, and she's gone on to become a movie and television actor. Most notably, she appeared in the first season of Family Man, which came out a couple of years ago in 2019. So let's dive right in. Today we have with us a very special guest, Zarin. Zarin is an alumna of IIT Madras, and she is currently a professional actor. So Zarin, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself for our viewers, for our listeners? <laughs> First of all, thank you so much for extending me this invitation to you know come over here and speak. And uh, well, what can I say about myself? Um, 
I joined IIT in uh, the year 2012 and my journey with performance arts, it started uh, with Sarang Dramatics when I auditioned uh, for the Sarang Dramatics that year. And after that, I did a bunch of uh, semi-professional theater and uh, then soon after three or four years, um, I had the opportunity to write and devise and direct a monologue of my own in English. And uh, that sort of gave me the push forward to, uh, you know, take the full-time plunge into acting, if you may say so. And yeah, so it's it's been a, <laughs> it's been a crazy journey so far. And uh, about my background, well, uh, my father was in the Air Force. So we practically traveled around the whole country and I've stayed in like a bunch of places, UP, uh, Bangalore, Coimbatore. And finally, we shifted our base to Kerala after he took voluntary retirement. So acting was something that was never in the picture for me. Uh, okay. Because my father had, you know, he he constantly envisioned us, uh, that, us meaning me and my sister, doing a government job because that's what he was familiar with. Right. Yeah. But then, of course, college happened. And, <laughs> you know, I realized that, there's something called individuality and I have to follow that. <laughs> yeah. So that's what led me to this. Okay. And uh, I want to stress actually, I mean, I want to maybe reiterate this. So this series we're doing, we're talking about people who take, like you were talking about individuality, but we're talking about people who've taken considerably uh, non-conventional paths, things that like a whole bunch of people don't do. A lot of people apply for PhDs or go for jobs or institute placements but this is something new and different and exciting but at the same time i'm guessing there's a lot of other emotions that you can place to it oh of course so, uh, the pressure for example is oh, huge <laughs> yes so we want to actually delve into those kinds of things hmm. so uh, on the background a bit actually we can elaborate a little bit more on that so maybe you can talk about the projects you've undertaken for example we all watched family man or <laughs> the team because we know you were there and it was an interesting show anyway so can you talk about what are the projects you've undertaken so far past few years? Right. So Family Man, um, I got the project in 2018 and that was the year when I'd started auditioning full time. Um, I had very little clue about how these casting processes work. I was just going over to these auditions and just giving it my all. And of course, I attached too much of value, you know, to every audition. Uh, I mean, that has changed right now for me. Right now, uh, after I complete an audition, I don't even think about it. But previously, I was very attached. and I was constantly worked up about when will they call me back? You know, when will they give feedback? And But the thing is, they do not have the time <laughs> to give you feedback and all of that. So I've taken a good, my own sweet time to understand that. And that's been one of my biggest learning curves, um, especially in an industry like this. So Family Man happened. Um, I was actually one of the few newbies on set. Like I'd never been part of like a huge production or any production before. And the set was massive. The crew was huge. The, every day on set, there were like 150 to 200 people. And uh, yeah, there was Manoj Bajpayee sitting next to me. There were all the other extremely well-established co-actors and I was sharing screen space with them it was yeah it was very surreal for me I think uh, the fact that see 
I went into the, uh, on I went on set without a lot of hype because by then I had met a lot of actors and they had told me like listen you you have to get used to the fact that uh, in this space things get confirmed or cancelled in an instant so just rewire your brain to understand that and otherwise you just have a nervous breakdown every single time something does not go your way you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i sort of went there thinking that you know uh, probably i they might replace me and i constantly had that thought in my mind so i did not have a lot of hype for it of course i was excited but i was keeping everything hush hush and oh. yeah because another fear that actors usually have is you know whether your scenes get cut or not and uh, thankfully like when i saw the show i realized that they did not cut a single scene of mine like everything we are shot for was there and it left me feeling okay fine we've we've crossed this we've crossed this lap so it's good to go from here <laughs> and uh, then the show released in uh, 2019 and it was a I mean it took a really long time for the show to go on floors and then for post production and editing to happen. First of all there were too many locations and right. the whole show was well it was a logistical nightmare for every I mean I'm not saying that they messed it up they did their best to plan everything and coordinate well but still handling those many actors and those many crew members was yeah it's no mean feat and i don't know how they did it i mean i observed only a part of the process so it took about like you know a whole year for the show to be finally released and then um i think 5 months after that i got my next project which was uh, rashmi rocket which just which is a full length feature film in hindi um this will be my debut in movies uh okay. I mean, like technically speaking and yeah they just finished uh they just finished wrapping up the film uh today and i had about two weeks of shoot and it it's a sports movie it was very different from the previous role that i had done i play an athlete in this and i had about uh, two months of athletics training for this i mean no, nowhere come close compared to what the lead actress tapsi pannu had done she had 8 months of training and my goodness the kind of you know seeing that sort of dedication on set itself it was it was very uplifting and she's someone who has a very distinct voice of her own and seeing that you know made me realize you know i i get it that it's important to do to have some cliches in your life to do some things in the mainstream conventional way but never let go of your own voice the one that makes you you so that was one of the good takeaways i had from this set and after that uh yeah i just signed on a new project uh, it's again a feature film it's titled india lockdown to be directed by madhur bhandarkar and i am very very excited about this because uh, my name is on the poster and <laughs> i know i mean little little wins let me have my small wins <laughs> i'm very glad that happened and one thing i've noted is that all the projects that i've received they were ones that i wasn't very invested in you know i would give the audition and be like ha huh, it's okay if i get it it's okay if i don't i mean there are other things to look forward to 
um but all the projects that i've signed on they were confirmed in less than a day and yeah that that was really surprising to me because i've heard so many tales about uh, the industry from my friends who are who are actors from my fellow actors who say that you know they have waited for like 2 months for an audition call back and i am just like oh that that period of waiting it's yeah it's one of the worst things for your self esteem because every time someone like every time someone asks an actor like oh are you an actor have i seen you in something and then you realize that most of your work is unreleased it it takes a huge hit so you got to wait for good things to happen to you and you got to wait for the good things to for the good projects to finally be released so right. yeah there's a lot of mental strength you need to hone for this okay but at the same time it's it's great because i mean apart from the fact that i've gotten to meet so many talented and creative individuals it's the whole for me i would i'd actually like to go, go back to my background for a bit like when when my father was in the air force and he was constantly being transferred around uh, to like a bunch of different places the moment i got comfortable in a place and you know was comfortable enough uh, to make friends and long standing relationships we would immediately be uprooted from there so because of this I never even understood the concept of a childhood friend. I I still don't have like a childhood friend by the way. Because the longest person that I've known is for like friendship wise was for like 4 or 5 years. And I see everyone you know talking about uh people that they've met that they've kept in touch with since uh, their kindergarten days. And it just surprises me because but the one thing is it sort of rewired me to you know to appreciate the art of letting go so every time i meet someone uh, new on set and uh, you know i end up having like a meaningful friendship with them i already know that you know they are there to create meaning in my life only for that amount of time and it it's a very how do i say it? it's a philosophical learning also that i've gleaned so I'm I'm kind of grateful for that definitely. All right so the next thing we wanted to talk about is uh the role of insti in all of this. So hmm. I mean you mentioned that dramatics was your uh yeah. saran dramatics was your first. So my question to phrase it properly would be what do you think insti offered that helped you go along this path? I think uh insti did a lot in terms of uh, the extracurricular activities i mean i'm unsure of the state that is it is in right now i'm sure things have changed but back then you know the whole idea of uh, collaborating on something creative and just putting it out there it was a very strongly manifested feeling and everyone was really excited and creatively charged about it so i i love the fact that that hustle in fact it pushed me also in the right direction you know like it's very easy to uh like for when disillusionment strikes you in your early 20s it's just very easy to just t- take all of that in and just you know be complacent about your life and just not do anything but uh the atmosphere was such that you know it 
it made me call myself out on the fact that i was being complacent and they told me that you know what this is some one thing that you found out which you really like doing um one thing which you found out for yourself without any influence from your family and everyone so why are you throwing it away so i sort of yeah took myself up on that and i'm i'm really glad that insti offered that environment for it okay and it insti was also the first place where i learned to properly network previously i used to think that you know like when i started out uh, with uh, acting on stage i used to think that oh only talent matters and right now i i believe that sure talent matters it's a great start you have to start somewhere but oh there is so much more that goes on i think discipline and personality they are i think i think they would in fact matter more than talent to me right now because mm-hmm. anyone i mean this might seem like a generalization but under the right guidance i feel like anybody can be guided to act and emote or you know do justice to a scene but like i said it is the discipline of what you do on the days when you don't have any shoot or audition and you know how how you honor that commitment towards yourself as an actor all of that matters your personality um you you really need to have a personality especially for this because sure people are seeing one aspect of you on screen but they are excited to know what else makes you a person right. it it's not just you as an actor there are so many things to me as i mean apart from being an actor and of course as i uh, you know get more projects and get more traction people will be far more curious about my life and it's a balancing act that i have to maintain and i'm learning of course there's a long way to go but yeah this is so far what i've understood so insti definitely helped me understand that networking is something necessary that you have to do you can't just be like oh i'm so talented i'll just sit here and wait for people to notice me you you got to go out and get it right and don't be afraid to ask for help you know so yeah that's interesting that's definitely very interesting um <laughs> so along those lines uh, if these kinds of lessons were what insti taught you is there something that insti could have done better maybe not just the institution but the environment as a whole something that mm. wasn't right wasn't in place maybe or something that just wasn't fully fleshed out which could have helped you better in some way or another um not really i don't see once i decided to take on this path i think everything else depended on me and how i chose to go from there like insti gave me a good setting you know and it sort of set the tone for me but it was my duty to carry it forward um if i had to nitpick about something i i guess you know more space for um extracurricular activities too because life is not just about acads and i get it i'm not saying that you know like you should just go to college and enjoy and be fuck all about your life no be be responsible pay attention to your studies but there's also so much more to your life there's so many things that like lead to the vitality of life and yeah you you need to focus on those things like it's not just acads that make up your personality development you know it's the whole like 
when you're involved in any extracurricular or co-curricular activity, the kind of socialization uh, and the kind of behaviors that you learn and th- those are very important. And I would like not just INSTE, but also like every other college or schools, because I feel like most institutions are just heavily ACADs uh, focused right now because they just want toppers, they want numbers. But yeah, I mean, there's there's more to your students than their ability to memorize something. There's more to your students than their ability to solve an equation. Right. Okay. So, so you've talked about what uh, you talked about your experience in Insta. So, and my next question is going to be: After having left Insta, how how's your experience? I mean, obviously, it's been very unusual these past. <laughs> yeah, excluding COVID, I would say that uh, I think it's safe to say that all of us had a fairly sheltered existence in Insti, right. uh, because everything was offered to us. Right, the campus itself is a fairly self-sustaining bubble. Right. I mean, no other salon has, no other campus has like a unisex salon within its premises, <laughs> right. and everything is there. You know. Right within our reach, there's electricity, Wi-Fi, water, uh, cheap food, everything is available. And to sort of taking a departure from all of that and then just and figuring out what you need to do for yourself and then and also managing, you know, your sustenance needs. It is it is quite difficult, but it's also an essential learning curve for all youngsters. And yeah, I, I like right after college, I took a few jobs because I realized that, you know, acting, it, it'll take a while for me to get established. And I, back then I didn't even know who to approach for auditions. I didn't even know where auditions were happening. And uh, so, yeah, I took a couple of odd jobs here and there, uh, pulled myself up through it. And I had a fairly hand to mouth existence back then. And and I'm glad I had that also because now I've realized the value of so many things, including money. And mm-hmm. yeah, I wish uh, I, if there's one thing I, w- I would have liked Dynasty to do more would be uh, to educate our students on how to save up after college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this is this is something it's it's an essential life skill, man. Doing your taxes. Uh, you know, saving up everything you you need to know, and suddenly plunging into all of that after college can be slightly overwhelming. I mean, good for those who can figure it out on their own, but still, yeah, I would have I would have liked some guidance from Insta for that. They have a life skills course. Might as well uh, actually teach some essential life skills in the process. Yeah, but the, this wasn't a thing when I was. Uh, like I didn't have the option of taking life skills because it was only for first years and I was already oh. in my fourth year, so I couldn't. No, but they don't teach us taxes and things like that in oh. life skills. It's just a lot of very different things, but it's not. What, what, what do they teach you? Yoga is the way of life. Close, I guess. I mean, there were some interesting lectures, but nothing along the lines of legitimate these kinds of skills. Wasted potential, honestly. <laughs> Just an entire Friday evening we spent in uh, SAC. Yeah, hmm. it's been a while since we've been in Institute. I had to think about what SAC was called. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now that you have, I mean, you've gotten ahead. It's been like two, three years since you've, or more since you've completely gone down this path. Mm. This is a generic question, and it's so you can fig, choose how to answer it. But mm. any specific advice you would have for people attempting to pursue it in insti in the context mm. of insti, what do you? see the moment you decide that you're going to pursue something which is off the beaten track or which is not mainstream there will be so many people who will come up to you and be like oh this is what you have to do you have to do this and that you have to take care of this you have to account for this don't listen to any of that because the moment people realize that oh shit he is not pursuing the path he or she is not pursuing the path that was you know deemed right by most of society they sort of want to discourage them you know by constantly talking about the negatives because they weren't able to take the plunge themselves and they sort of regret it and yeah so they just harbor that negativity and just keep showing it off so i would say don't get uh, disheartened by that irrespective of where you are in life whether you choose a mainstream or a non mainstream profession life is still going to throw lots of hurdles down your path and what you can like it's 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 what you choose to do in that moment and not your degree that will help you in that moment it's your it's your decision making skills throughout uh, you know your time as an early social adult which matters more than what you learnt in college what the the degree that you did in college so trust that uh, have patience especially because our parents uh, their generation had a very sorted formula for success like um, have a job by the time you're 23 get married after 2 years um, have one kid then year after that have another kid and then you know start saving up for your retirement plans and then get your kids married and all of that wait for grandchildren and now we've realized that this does not work for us i like i've told my parents like very respectfully like listen that's what gave you happiness but i am sure that it's not going to give me happiness so would you rather maybe you know sorted like in the path that you choose or depressed like if i'm if i choose the path that you take i will definitely be unhappy and depressed i'll be a very negative character i will only have bad things to say about life do you want me to be that or do you want me to be someone who looks forward to a new day and when i sat and explained it to them they were like hmm okay that that makes sense but we just want you to be careful which is understandable and so yeah just uh know that good things take time um but i'm not uh, you know i'm not saying that just because you've chosen like i've chosen like a, a performing arts or you know any other thing there are still duties that you have to yourself as a human being and to society so fulfill those as well as the accountability that you have towards yourself as an artist it is possible to be both it's not mutually exclusive you can't be a great actor and an absolute asshole in actual life <laughs> i mean i've i've had the opportunity to meet some people like that and it it just tells me that oh my goodness i do not want to go down this path 
like i get it you know acting it gives me a lot of pleasure and um it's something that i love doing i love the whole process of immersing into it but i can't let my life be about that completely there's yeah. other things that uh, add value to my life and i've taken my time to realize that so take your time to realize what actually adds value to your life and keep those you know it's it's a learning process you yeah whatever you learn just keep going on with those learnings that's that's definitely a very interesting set of perspectives and <laughs> that particular line of thinking i've actually never heard before balancing and it's also interesting that you mentioned having to sit your parents down and talk to them about this kind of choosing the path because i'm sure if someone else some one of our listeners was trying to do something like that they would have to have that conversation at some point they would and you know it's very easy because um i wouldn't entirely blame this on my uh, on my department because you know humanities department has this reputation of uh, how do i put it of being slightly rebellious and i wouldn't blame it on them it was just my interpretation of what was being said around me i chose to take that response right you can't blame an entire department for saying that you're rebellious no it is your own response to one particular event so it was just very in the uh, the first few years i would just be like oh if if my parents oppose me i will i will also oppose them and all of that it was all about you know just swinging your swords at them and not actually sitting them down and having a conversation and yeah you come on i i wanted to keep my parents in my life so i chose to talk about it with them otherwise it just feels like it just feels like a lot of unresolved issues <laughs> and as it is we we have enough going on in the world to you know of uh, to be like a huge weight on our shoulders so why add more to it just uh, yeah like i said the duty that you have towards yourself and to society yeah yeah fulfill those anyway uh, to wrap up is there any particular interesting anecdote you'd like to share from your time in the industry in the <laughs> well there's lots um something with manoj was back that would be great uh so i used to think that uh, when i started acting when i started doing um, all movies and web series i used to think that uh, intimate scenes are the toughest scene to scenes to perform and i can understand why because uh, the reason why intimate scenes are even shown is is because to reflect the reality in our own lives like all of us come on we we need intimacy we need sex we need love in our lives and the scene is a, is just a reflection of that but i was fairly scared because you know it was my first role and i had to do it um but then when i started training for rashmi rocket and i had to we all had to run in those uh, you know tank tops and shorts because that's what athletes run in in 6 degree weather braving the sun and the dust and the heat oof that's when i realized you know what no intimate scenes are not the toughest ones this is the toughest one <laughs> doing and that too you have to take five five six takes by then your body is out 
and in the cold also we shot in a bunch of different locations for rashmi rocket pune and ranchi both are cold places okay you wake up in the morning it's 8 degrees and then it will perhaps become 10 by the time it's 11 or 3 pm and oh just running in that weather made me realize okay you know what i need to take care of my body more so yeah so i'm currently on that right now i want to take more care otherwise it just limits the sort of experiences that i can have as a as a person right. it it come on it limits the the possibilities of fun that i can have and all the experiences i could lose out on a lot if i'm unhealthy so i'm i'm mindful about exercise i'm mindful about food so yeah that was an interesting learning i had uh apart from that is there any particular incident from inspi you'd like to share something that was very interesting well there's this lots uh, you know the usual involving alcohol and terraces of various departments and <laughs> but i'm not going to go into that because those are fairly generic um there was a one event uh, though we were doing litsock drams and i was part of the uh, team for saras hostel okay and we were doing this extremely fun uh, play you know one of those comedies where if you fuck up on stage it will look like it's a part of the play so those are the best options i feel for student plays because you don't have to think about doing much like Script yeah, you. There's there's a lot of safety nets within the script itself and the structure of it to help you get away with it. So we had one such um, play. It was uh, it was a Neil Simon play, and basically I am. It was a very blonde sort of character, you know, this very ditzy girl who's only bothered about her appearance and only wants to flirt with men. So. <laughs> she's just sitting there and she's talking to this guy this guy he's 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 an absolute loser in life he's been crying about his wife uh, you know his uh, wife who left him for like the past 5 years he's just been like holding on to that memory and so in the scene he's supposed to show her a picture of his wife huh now uh during the rehearsals he used to only like show it like this okay and we were like yeah he's miming it so it's fine but then i had told him like listen you can you hold like an actual prop like a nice photograph of someone like a vintage looking photograph of some woman yeah so that it would you know make my job a little easier and he's like yeah 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 i'll do that and this fucker <laughs> the when the moment came on stage to do this he took out somebody's id card not even his id card okay and it was some it was a very complicated long telugu name yellapragada subbarao something okay and he said oh this is my wife blanche and it was one of those horrible like you know aadhar card photos where people look like tsunami victims so i had to see them and be like oh she's very pretty <laughs> so beautiful where she from and yeah it was a very tough moment to pull off but uh, but yeah it was <laughs> it was great i i half expected that he would uh, show his hand again and then you just 
ad lib and act as if he was crazy and then just move on. Yeah. I have expected for that so the story would end. No, I have expected myself to just burst out laughing which would take the play in another direction altogether. Okay. <laughs> but I'm glad I didn't do that. Um, but yeah, I controlled and I just went on with the scene. <laughs> but yeah, that was, that was something fun. I'll always remember that. Uh, so thanks a lot for joining us. It was a no problem. It was a great conversation, and on that one, pretty short notice. Sure, sure. Thank you for having me. I'd like to thank Zarin once again for joining us. Thank you so much for listening to us. If you're new, do subscribe to us on your podcasting app of choice. And until next time, stay safe.